Hey, Giant fans, welcome to the Giant Insider Podcast. My name is Jerry Foley. I am the senior editor of the Giant Insider newspaper. And with me, as always, is the beat writer of the Giant Insider, Chris Bizignano. And Chris, I want to give a shout out to the Media Captain, a web development and digital marketing firm for sponsoring our podcast. If your business needs a new website or wants to generate more leads on Google or social media, visit themediacaptain.com. You'll deal directly with Jason Parks, the owner of The Media Captain, who is a diehard Giants fan. Jason grew up in Columbus, Ohio, and is also a big Ohio State fan. Not only can you talk to The Media Captain about growing your business with a great website or lead generation campaign, you can talk to Jason about the upcoming draft and his thoughts on whether or not the Giants should draft Dwayne Haskins. Visit www.themediacaptain.com for a free consult and just mention anything Giants related and he'll know you came from the Giant Insider podcast. Well, Chris, uh, the, the, the big game is over and uh, I don't, it wasn't yep. much to my surprise. Uh, you know, they, they did it again and um, a lot of mixed feelings watching the game. Um, yeah. I want to get into it because Twitter did not, um, I'd say Twitter and media in general did not reflect my feelings on that game. A lot mm. of comments about it being uh, boring, a snooze fest. And mm. I, I was wondering if we were watching the same game, but I, I, I was, I thought that was exactly what the NFL needed in a, in a, in a, in a Super Bowl. I don't know about you. No, you, yeah, you're talking to the right person, Jerry. I agree with you, man. I, I like those type of defensive games. You don't see them much anymore. I guess that's just the modern way of thinking, you know, for the NFL fans these days. Oh, we want to see shootouts. We want to see a lot of touchdowns. And I thought it was a nice change. Um, I thought it was so intense, the hitting going on, the coaching yeah. against each other. Uh, it, you know, um, I, I, I liked it. I liked the old school defensive battles, Jerry, uh, the hard hitting and all that. I liked the way the refs let them play. Uh, I, you know, I, I liked it. I know a lot of people didn't. They, they liked that 45, 41 nonsense but uh well, yeah, the, like the monday that. night game the, the chiefs rams right nice. i said that game was a joke and everybody complained about it so i was kind of in, in agreement with most people mm-hmm. so you can't have it both ways you can't watch that game hate it and then watch yesterday's and hate that as well like i thought i liked the way they let him play i thought you know it was questionable the the where they said cook should have caught that one pass i thought that was interference but i didn't think it was egregious i just think they let him right. play i i liked it man i i thought I, even though the score was what ended up being 13-3, right? Um, I thought it was action packed. They were back and forth. I mean, they didn't get inside the, the red zone too much, but I don't know. Great, like great special teams. I thought the Rams punter was going to be the MVP for a while. <laughs> yeah, both punters are unbelievable, right? Yeah. Um, hey, listen, it's not a game you see much, I guess, because it was a Super Bowl. You know, everybody wasn't too thrilled about it, but. I enjoyed it. I'm sorry. Maybe I'm just, you know. No, I'm with you. A football cool league guy. I just love that, you know, the old school type hitting and all that. Um, listen, last year's game in New England was an up and down field nonsense, right? Nobody could stop anybody except for the last drive, unfortunately, where Eagles finally got to stop. This year, everybody got to stop. You know, that's football. That's what's great about it. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, that's what's great. So I, I thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah, but aside from aside from the Eagles winning last year, Right. That game, oh, that game was terrible for more reasons. Like you said, nobody. I think that, I think yeah. each, each defense made like one play, you know, and it was. Yeah, I mean, it was a thousand yards of offense. I mean, it was ridiculous. Yeah. I'm sorry, it was ridiculous. That's not football. Botched up in downfield. Nobody could stop anybody. Guys wide open in the secondary. So um, it was a total. Yeah, it was a drastic turnaround from last year's Super Bowl. But hey, and it, and it which was amazing, Jerry, considering that one of the teams was 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 back right in New England. Yeah. And you would never think that they played in last year's Super Bowl the way that game was. Um, so 
it just shows you um and you know what jerry shows you how new england could win a shootout or they could win i know they lost the nation's game but they've won shootouts in the past you know uh chiefs wise and all that stuff um and they could also win a 13-3 game you know with the brilliance of of belichick and the defense you Chris, know, so. when you when you watch that game and that, this is for all giant fans when you watch that game and you see the game plan and how Belichick can win a shootout. Belichick can win a defensive game. Oh, man. Amazing. I mean, don't, don't you – I don't know where you put the blame with the giant organization. It, what's done is done Yeah, uh, so long ago. But, man, did we let – I mean, talk about letting Lombardi and Landry go. Th- this yeah. may be worse. Oh, I think it is worse, Jerry. <laughs> I think it is worse because what Belichick has done in his career in New England, we'll, you will probably never see again. Um, so it, it's, you know, that's typical Belichick, man. You know, you just, you know, just, that's a pretty good offense. He shut down yesterday, man. You know, what, you know, yeah, go ahead, I'm sorry, no, go ahead. no. When I look at the green Bay Packers of the sixties, mm-hmm. like, you could almost model them player for player to what the giants were in the fifties. And I've, I've looked at this before, right? right? Lombardi went with the same blueprint. He had a, a middle linebacker in Ray Nitschke that took the place of like a Sam Huff. Charlie Connerly in New York, Bart Starr in, um, in Green Bay, right? So a, a, kind of a mistake-proof, ball-control type of quarterback. Uh, you know, Frank Gifford to Paul Horning. Alex Webster to uh, Jim Taylor, right? So you look right. at this, and then the offensive line was even better. You know, you had, um, uh, uh, what's his name? Forrest Gregg, uh, Jerry Kramer. Okay, Kramer uh, Thursday, yeah. right? So you, you go through that, this whole team, and you think, Lombardi basically took the model that he had in New York, and in many positions, got better guys in Green Bay than, than were even right. New York. I mean, you can make the argument Gifford was better than Horning. And he didn't have an Emlyn Tunnell, but guess who he took with him? He took Emlyn Tunnell with him. What, right. And I always looked at that. It fascinated me, right? Because it's not talked about in sports, what he did there. He basically took that model and brought it with him. Belichick does it completely differently. Like He doesn't have <laughs> Lawrence Taylor and Harry Carson and no. Pepper Johnson. Like He's had nope. some good guys like McGinnis and, and the McCourty brothers are good now, but I mean, he didn't have a stud that he built around. And I mean, Tom Brady is, is one of the best quarterbacks ever. I, I get it. But on defense, he didn't have mm-hmm. anything close to what he had with the Giants. No, no, not at all. I mean, like you said, he has some solid plays over the years. Yeah, solid. But no, you know, first battle Hall of Fame is like Lawrence. Uh, borderline Hall of Fame is like Banks. And you got Pepper and guys like that, right? I mean, right. Uh, Lenny Marshall. I mean, these guys, these are impact guys, man, you know? Uh, and he's got like a bunch of guys that play to his system um, here in New England. Um, it's just amazing what he does. Uh, you know, th- those Rams at the end of the game yesterday, Jerry, you looked at Sean McVay's eyes on the sidelines. So he looked lost. He looked shocked. Or stunned. He, yeah, stunned. He stopped, right, Jerry? Yeah. He looked like somebody hit him with a hammer in his gut. Yeah. Like he just looked st- like the wind was out of him. He was just looked like, you know, he showed his youth yesterday. Like he had, and don't no, get me he had no answer for it. He had no answer. And he realized, Jerry, that he had no answer. Yeah. Um, and he's a good, young, bright coach, Sean Gray, man. He really is. But he ran into a buzzsaw yesterday. And I, I just marveled at what Belichick had his defense doing yesterday. And, you know, Jerry, nine Super Bowls in 18 years. You know, I know I drew out the tweet yesterday. To me, it's, it's just my opinion. 
the greatest dynasty because of the way the league is structured and what this man has done with this team. Yeah, it's funny. You put that uh, tweet out there, wrong. and I knew as soon as you put it out there, I'm like, here we go. And and you did nothing wrong by putting it out there. It's your opinion. But I just knew everyone was going to come back, and it was like, have you ever seen the Celtics? You ever watched the Bulls? You ever watched the <laughs> Yankees? You ever watched the Packers? And I know what you're saying. I get it, right? In this day and age, I, I'll, I'll say this. Well, what, I, do you, what do you think about that, Well, where, I mean, where, I, where I agree with you is I think it's the best, greatest dynasty in the history of the NFL. I'll say that. Oh, I don't think there's any question about that. Because, right? it's, like you said, it's 18 years. Oh, no question. Nine yep. championship games, you won six. And look what it took for you to lose the three. I mean, right, right. all world on their best day type of performances from the two quarterbacks, Eli Manning and Nick Foles. I, I mean, it, just the way they lost, it was like, look what it took for them to lose. Now, you could say, well, look how they won the Seattle one. Look how they won. Falcon, right. But that's, that's what makes cool. it great. I think, I think it's sports, man. It's tough because what I try to do, what I try to not do, I should say, is forget the past, right? And I think, like, guys, like, a lot of the media today, they'll say things like, well, LeBron's the greatest basketball player ever. And it's like, okay, maybe. But don't don't discredit Jordan, right? Because, I mean, Jordan, you could say, okay, you had Scottie Pippen and, and, and Dennis Rodman. I mean, single-handedly won six championships, I think. I, I thought he was the, the greatest basketball player I ever saw, and I was a big Magic without Johnson guy. question. Yeah. Yeah, right. Without like, question, with, I said, yeah, yeah, without question, right. So, so listen, Michael Jordan had a, a good play with Scotty next to him and a bunch of role guys. Right. LeBron, exactly. LeBron has gathered a bunch of guys every year. Well, let's, okay, let's let's get together and try right. to win a championship. Right. Come on, give me a and break. And then he had, he had Kyrie Irving in, in Cleveland, who – Hopefully, he's a Knicks soon, but well, that's another subject. But, um, you know, then the, the 60s Celtics, right? Like, if you look at that team, they won 11 in 13 years. That'll never be done again. You know, the, the you know I know it's a long time ago, but, like, the the Yankees won five in a row, and I yeah. think they won six yeah. of eight, right? Jerry. So it's, it's hard to say. But Jerry, I, yeah. I am not discrediting the Yankee, great Yankee teams in the past or nothing yeah. like that. What they did in the, in the 30s and, and even the four out of five, you know, with Torrey and all that – it's phenomenal. I'm not discredit. All I'm saying is that you cannot compare a 30s baseball team right. who only had to win the division and went right to the World Series. Right. No salary caps. The Yankees <laughs> outspent everybody back then. Okay. And, and that's why. And that's why I put no hockey teams in that because for well, 40 years, Chris, they had six teams. I mean, you can't. Yeah. You can't do it. You can't put the Canadians there. Are you talking about an NFL league that's structured, right? Yeah. To not let a team basically do that, do that for more than three, four years right. with the salary cap. You draft in the bottom of the draft every year. You're losing coaches left and right. Yeah. You lose players left and right. Yep. And to come back and be in the Super Bowl nine and eighteen in the system that the NFL is in with the hard salary cap. The NBA has a soft cap, yeah. much different. Oh, Baseball yeah, it's, not even, even it's, not, it's not even close to being the same. It's not even close. Yeah. Baseball doesn't even have a cap. Right. Okay, so to to do what Belichick has done with this organization, with Brady, with the way the league is structured, this is the point I'm trying to say. I know your fellow Yankee fans. Oh, we won a five well, times. As, soon, as soon as you but tweeted, guys, it, I, I, as soon as you game. tweeted it, I thought, here come the Yankee fans. Here it is. Yeah, like, it's not the same thing. Can I say something? Can I say something? The Yankee teams of the '90s that went four to five. To me, that's more of an accomplishment than what the Yankees team did in the '30s. Why? The Yankees teams in Thursday never had a win, win, win a playoff series. Yeah. They went right to the World Series, guys. Yeah. So the teams in the 90s for the Yankees, to me, they accomplished more. They won four out of five. Then he lost, what, to Arizona in 2001. They could have won another one. And, okay? And again, to give you the, the Rain Man buffoon thing that I have going, 
if you think about it, I mean, they, they got Babe Ruth on a trade, right? So right away, they I'm not saying bring, I'm not bringing it up for that. But <laughs> no, the, no, you no. know, the Boston I know. was dumb enough to trade him. But then oh, what, what, the, what the Yankees did was they took Ed Barrow, who was where? In Boston, mm-hmm. from Boston, and he built the Yankee dynasties of the 30s and 40s. So, you know, it, it was easier. I, it was easier to do it then. So I, I get where you're coming from. And by the way, real quick, yeah. the hockey. The only thing I would say is the Edmonton Oilers were a dynasty. That's my bad. Jerry, listen, I'm not saying the Yankees want didn't have dynasty teams. I'm not saying Edmonton because Edmonton was stacked. They had a great. The Islanders had an unbelievable yeah, run. That's right. Right. Um, the Canadians of the '70s with the floor and all those guys had an unbelievable yeah. run. Larry Anderson. Um, uh, the balls. I'm not saying that. All I'm saying is that when you look at the way this league is structured, Jerry, with the cap, yeah, and what the change that Belichick has to go through every year. Uh, now he's losing. What he just lost his coordinator today, right? Brian Flores. And they, yeah, uh, is yeah, over in amazing. Miami now. No successful coordinators yet, Chris. Right. 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 Really not. Yeah, okay. I, I really like Flores. I hope he does succeed. He's a Brooklyn guy too. I hope he does succeed. But Jerry, I'm not saying. Right away, you know, people on Twitter like, oh, what are you talking about? Uh, listen, the, I'm not saying the greatest franchise. It's a big difference, folks, between franchise and dynasty. The greatest franchise in sports is probably the Yankees. No question about it. All the success they've had. I'm talking dynasty. Yeah. That's not franchise. Yeah. Big difference. Yeah. You know, well, and I, think it's you a good, look, I think it's a good point. When you look at what the Patriots have done, Jerry, yeah. since 2001, and the way the league is structured, it to me, it's the greatest thing ever, Jay. I listen, I'm not saying I'm uh, – look, listen, folks, you got to listen to me. I'm 100%, right? I'm just saying you just have to think about – a couple of people did tweet today, hey, you know what? I'm a Yankee fan, but, yay, we never had to deal with a salary cap like New England did. You know, so there is some bright Yankee fans out there. I give them credit. Yeah, there it is. Nice. All right, there is some bright ones out there that just don't hit me with a 1935 stat. You know, I mean, I mean, yeah, I, are you kidding me? You know, so – but that's all I'm saying, Jerry. What they've and Jerry, it's not over yet, right? Uh, it's not. It's really not. I mean, Brady's coming back. Belgium. If they, get, if they add a few more weapons for Brady, they get it. Oh, come on! It's just incredible, but it's the, just incredible. And the, and, and the only thing I'll say is, and this is no, this is no shot at the Patriots or anything they've done, but they've been in the worst division in football for about eight. That's years. helpful. And That's going to help them again. No like, question look, about. Look at that team. Look at those teams. Like, who yep. do you look at next year that could even come close to threatening them? Right. Listen, yeah. Jerry. Uh, uh, somebody asked us that on Twitter today. I said, "Yeah, they're very good, and yeah, a little fortunate because they have been in that division. No question about it. No question about it." But then, but then, some, but then someone posted their winning percentage against the rest of the league. I it's, know. It's almost. As good. I know. It's sick. It's almost as good. It's just incredible. Listen, you, you can't. Yeah, I know people don't like the Patriots, and I'm not a Patriot fan. I'm a Belichick fan. He's a giant. My eyes always will be. Yeah. But I'm not a Patriot fan. But to to not to just say, oh, they cheat, oh, they do this because you don't like them, whatever. I mean, come on, folks. You got to give credit when credit's due, man. I'm sorry. You know. Do you do you, do you split it fifty fifty down the middle for Belichick and Brady, or do you give one more credit than the other? I give Belichick more credit than Brady. Yeah, me too. I'm sorry. I, I do. Brady's the best ever. Uh, I will, you know, concede that he is the best I've ever seen. Um, but I think you see a game like yesterday, Jerry, where Brady played what mediocre, right? Yeah. And Belichick's defense won the game. 
You look back at 2001, their first Super Bowl, Belich, uh, Brady had 135 yards or something, 140 yards passing. They stopped one of the best offenses ever to play the game. Do you think there's so, a part of Belichick that wants to win with another quarterback? I don't think there's any question yeah, me too. Belichick wants to win. I think he took so much pleasure when Brady was suspended last year or two years ago, whatever it was now. Um, and he went 3-1 and one when he was out, remember? Yep. Um and I think, you know, I think deep down inside, Belichick would love to win a Super Bowl without Brady. No question about it. So, um, look, on to 2019 officially, right? But real quick, um, it's not something we would normally talk about, but two commercials that I thought were awesome. One was a yeah. tearjerker. <laughs> the coach of the, well, the, coach of the, car, the, the Chargers, Flynn. Oh, Anthony Lynn. That was, Lynn I thought Lynn, that was Lynn. a great commercial, Oh, my man. God, wow. that was awesome. Right? That was a great commercial, yeah. And then the uh, the NFL 100. Yep. I watched that probably 25 times, and they're trying to figure <laughs> out each player, who it was. And the the one, I can't come up, no one can come up with a definitive answer on the guy with the red shoes running yeah. across the table. I thought it was Barkley when I first saw it, but then why would they give the ball to Barkley twice? Then someone said it was um, the receiver on uh, the Steelers. Uh, oh, Juju? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They said it was him, yeah. but then they yeah. showed him early. So I'm like, who, which I, it was, dude, I'm, I think I watched every version of it. Slow motion. Uh, there was a, a, mm. like a, a backstory to the commercial. I watched that, but yeah. you know, I'm, a, I'm a buffoon. I wanted to try and figure it all out. But, That's great. Dude, yeah. I thought it was, it was so such proud. a cool Jerry, commercial. Yeah, I thought it was a great commercial too, but uh, I thought those two were the best commercials by far. You're right. Yeah. Um, and I thought, and and you know what, Jerry? I mean, could you be any more happier or prouder of a New York Giant than you see the way Saquon handled himself over the weekend with you know, the award show and all that? That and, uh, and uh, again, don't think it was it wasn't done it wasn't done by accident that he was the last person to touch the ball, leading the NFL to yeah. its hundredth season. I just, I, you know, the symbolism there was not lost. But you're right. Yeah. What a great and I, t- and I tell you, Jerry. You know, I have friends of mine. Uh, they ask me. You know, obviously. You know, being in a locker room, they asked me, "Hey, is, is that is Saquon really like? I mean, is this kid is he is he as good as a kid as he appears?" And I tell him all the same. I said he is better in person than he even appears on TV, if that's possible, man. Just Jerry, the way this kid represents this organization, man, um, and you know, it's just it makes you proud to be a Giant fan. And you know, the the kid is just he's such a what can I say, Jerry? Right, the kid is just a phenomenal young man. Yep. Still the, uh, the still the right pick at the right time for us, buddy. Yep. Uh, real quick, just going to give another shout out to the media captain. Thank you again, uh, a web development and digital marketing firm for sponsoring our podcast. Jason, the owner of the media captain and a diehard Giants fan, had the misfortune of attending the Giants versus the Cardinals game at Sun Devil Stadium back in 2005. Does anyone remember this stinker or the significance of the game? It definitely wasn't Kurt Warner's three fumbles or the loss. It was the last game before Eli Manning became the starting quarterback of the Giants. Not only can you talk to the media captain about growing your business with a great website or lead generation campaign, you can talk to Jason about anything Giants. Visit themediacaptain.com to get in contact with him and his favorite team. Um, Chris, uh, it sounds like Jason has a little bit of a buffoon in him as far as uh, his memory of games and stuff. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I wanted to get to um, more. Hey, Jerry, you. Yeah. just quickly, get back to the Super Bowl one second. Were you surprised that Belichick kicked that field goal instead of going for it in that fourth and a half yard? No, I thought it was the oh, smart. I thought you, it was the percentage thing to do, and I, I, had, I right. fully expected him to do it. 
I thought he was going to do the old Brady sneak and that's it. Wrap, go, let's go home. You know, wow. I, I, I was a little surprised by that, Jerry. I, I think Brady was a little surprised by that too on the sideline. When but. I was surprised, and I know that I know because it was a time issue, I was surprised uh, McVeigh didn't accept that holding penalty. Yes. Which would have pushed him almost out of field goal range. Because yes. then the, the argument was, well, it's it, they're going to make it anyway. I'm like, no, this would that became a 58 yarder at that point yeah, or something. Yeah. And I know they would yeah, have got the ball with 20 seconds that. left, but it, they at least yeah. would have been down one score instead of two. Mm-hmm. So I just thought that was a little strange. But anyway, yeah, and, 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 and real quick, um, I know you had a, a, mentioned McVeigh. I'm not sure if you're a fan of him, but yeah, no, I am. Yeah, but I remember last year when he wanted to come in to uh, to MetLife and embarrass the Giants because of his grandfather. He ran it up on us. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, Well, I gave him – Jerry, you saw my tweet before they played Dallas. I said, you know what? I'm sick and tired to hear about Sean McVay and and his offensive mind. They better go out there and beat the Cowboys. And they did, right? (laughs) So I was happy he did that because if they were lost to the Cowboy game, I don't want to hear about this McVay anymore, you know. But he did get him there, but he got outcoached. Yeah, just FYI to Sean, uh, the Maras did not make – your grandfather hand the ball off to Larry Zonka and fumble it away. So that was all on your father and the offensive coordinator, buddy. Anyway, uh, but what's yeah, done is done. Yeah. Huh? Uh, yeah. So and I'll, I'll never forget. I'll never forget the way he was laughing up on the sideline when they were kicking the crap out of us last year either, by the way, but yeah, go ahead. Wasn't laughing last night. Um, no. So we went through the front seven free agents uh, from other teams. Let's get to uh, safeties and corners and the best that are available. And then if we have enough time, maybe we'll go to the, uh, the offensive side of the ball. Excuse me. Again, uh, not everybody's worth mentioning, but we'll go with who had the highest average salary in 2018. So first on the list, Chris, uh, from Los Angeles, free safety, 28 years old, LaMarcus Joyner. Marcus Joyner. Um, now, we need a free safety, obviously. We do need a free safety, so I can see him being on the radar. He's going to want some pretty good money. Uh, he, he's a pretty decent player, man. Uh, they, I know they franchised him last year. Two he made years 11, ago. 11 million last year. Yeah, they franchised him last year, so he's going to hit the market. The Rams keep, can't keep everybody. So I tell you what, Jerry, uh, Joyner is obviously a, a major upgrade to what we have right now. It would be a nice guy to have alongside Landon if Landon's back. Uh, another one, Pro- probably the best one uh, that's available, but he had an injury this year. You don't know what, where his head is. Uh, 30 years old, free safety from Seattle, Earl Thomas, made $10 million last year. Yeah, he's the best one on the market. No question about it, but you know, it seems like he is zeroing in on being a cowboy, right? That's yeah, all he wants to be about. a cowboy real bad, but supposedly I don't know if they have the the money to spend for him, right? They they have some cap issues, don't they? They have to sign Lawrence, they have to sign Dak eventually. Yeah. yeah, they got they're not too much over the cap, if at all. I'm not quite sure on them. I don't I know they don't have much, but it's amazing how teams all of a sudden find room for these guys, you know. But so but uh, I know he's I know he wants to I don't know if he'll be back at Seattle. Um, if not, I know he's making a big pitch to be a cowboy, so uh, I don't see him over. He's going to get big money, Jerry. Here's the guy I don't think you like: cornerback, 31 years old from Houston, Kareem Jackson. No, no, dirty no. player, right? Isn't he the one? No, uh, I, I hate to say he's a dirty player, but it was a dirty hit on everything. No, but he but, hit he hit Barkley, he hit Ingram, he hit a, he, had yeah, he was a, he was really Giants. stupid that game. He was really stupid that game, Jackson. Yeah. And he's not he's a mediocre player now anyway. So, All right. so no, no for ja- no for Jackson. Maybe for Joyner so far, right? Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, cornerback, very old, 36 for football. Tampa Bay, Brent Grimes. Oh, God. Seven million he, last year. He, first of all, he was horrific this year. Second of all, even if he was really good, his wife alone, you, you want to stay away from him. His wife ruins everything for him on that Twitter. 
That's funny. Seriously, you know, you know how much trouble his wife started yeah. on her Twitter account? Yeah, I know. You just said that Twitter like the way our dad, like everyone's dad says it. That Twitter. That was funny. <laughs> that Twitter. Like Pat Sherman says it. Yeah. Oh, I'm not on that Twitter. That's what he said once. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. Uh, all right. Here's one that a lot of Giant fans wanted last year, and they may want him this year. 27 years old, free safety, Houston, Teron Matthew. Donnie Badger, huh? Yeah. yeah. Seven million last year. Yeah, he he took a lot less money last year. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what Houston does with him. I, I can see him hitting the market, Jerry. Yeah, obviously, obviously, guy you know out there alongside Landon would be a man. That would be nice. He's a ball so. hawk. It has to be an upgrade from uh, Mr. Angles. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, obviously, Donnie Badger would be in play. Here's a guy I don't mind. I don't know what you think of him, but he, I think he came on kind of later in his career. Not a not a, not anything close to a star, but serviceable. Unrestricted free agent, 29 years old, cornerback from the Jets, Morris Claiborne. Morris Claiborne. Um, yeah, I'm not that crazy about him, but He stunk with Dallas, but he was pretty decent with the Jets. Yeah, yeah, well, good. This year, I wasn't crazy about the year you had this year. Um, and, you know, last year, you didn't know if you wanted to play football. Then he came back. You know, he did come to Jets camp. Yeah. Now he loves football. Uh, nah, I would stay away from him. Too expensive, too. Yeah. Uh, cornerback from the Jets also, 30 years old, Buster Screen. Oh, he was horrible this year. Yeah, he was terrible. Yeah, I'd rather have B.W. Webb in a slot than him. That's saying something. Uh, oh, Grant Haley. Yeah, I like Grant Haley. Uh, let's go through a few more because I don't know how many more are worth mentioning. Cornerback uh, from Oakland. Anything from Oakland I don't want because their defense is so bad. 29 years old, Rashawn Melvin. No. No way. So we'll stick with hot. Oakland. Strong safety. Marcus Gilchrist, 30 years old. Nope. Yeah, no, me neither. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Here's one. Cornerback from Cleveland, 27 years old, EJ Gaines. EJ Gaines, the old Buffalo Bill. Nah, nah. Stay away from him. Here's a guy who played yesterday, 32 years old, New England corner. I don't know if he made the play or his brother, Jason McCourty, 32 years old. Yeah, yeah that was Jason. Yeah, that, was that wasn't Devin. Yeah, that was Jason. Even Belichick says, I don't know where the, hell, where the heck he came from. He wasn't even supposed to be there. Yeah, uh, yeah he made a heck of a good play, but um, I. He played all right this year for Belichick over there in New England. But, um, nah, I, I wouldn't touch him, Jerry. We'll just do a couple more because I don't think they're worth it. Um, wow, I can't believe HaHa Clinton Dix is only 26 years old. Mm. He runs like he's 37. Uh, well, he's so, out there? He's yeah. a free agent? Unrestricted. Oh, okay. you, want, you wouldn't want him, would you? Uh, oh, yeah. He's, he's much better than what we have back there. Yeah. <laughs> I guess, you know, you know I, I guess I we can start right off every sentence I, with he's better than... Um, yeah, I know. You know, I thought he played right for the Redskins at the end, you know, when he got traded, so... All right. I would take him. A couple yeah. more. Uh, Tremaine Brock, corner, Denver, 31 years old. Nah, nah, no way. Uh, 26-year-old, Seattle, corner, Justin Coleman. No. No, he lost his job to Flowers. Nah, no. Nah. And one more, a guy who uh, was rated highly, linked to us in the draft a few years back, uh, Cincinnati, 27-year-old corner, Darquez Denard. Nah, it never panned out. <coughs> he didn't, right? Why? You know, what do you think? Nah. He was the number one pick, right, if I remember right, for the Bengals? Yeah. Yeah, I never uh, – nah, I don't think he ever I, – I don't like – he never really panned out. I wouldn't go near him. All right. I don't want to do offensive line now because we're about, hey, you know what? Maybe we have time. Let's do offensive. You know, we're going to do offensive line, damn it. Let's do it. We have time. It's only 26 minutes in. Okay. So offensive line, because we need, you know, maybe two. 
Um, let's do this. All right. Center with Gettleman Ties from Carolina, 34 years old, Ryan Khalil. Nah, no way. Nah, he's even thinking about retirement, too. 34 years old, yeah. Uh, 32-year-old guard, Arizona, Mike Ayapati. He's always hurt, Mike. He's been hurt the last few years. Nah, he was great. He was a, he was a real solid guard at one time with the 49ers, man, but not, not anymore. Not anymore. Guard, 33 years old from the Atlanta Falcons. Andy, I'm going to mess up his name. Andy Levitri. Levitri. Yeah. Um, uh, not bad. He's not a, He's not bad. But you know what? I would come back with a younger Jamon Brown before that. Chris, not too good so far. We we need to draft these guys then, huh? <laughs> Nobody's been too yeah. impressive. Yep. Uh, right tackle, 32 years old. Jared Valdir. No, he's been horrible. No. Oh. Jerry, what's his name? Roger Saffold should be on that, though, from the Rams. He's just next, Chris. Let me get to yeah. him. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, buddy. <laughs> uh, LA, 31 years old guard, Roger Saffold. What do you got? Yeah, he's, uh, he's one guy I would look at. He's really come on. I mean, he's you know, He was drafted as a tackle back in the day, and, and he's played well as a guard, man. Uh, now, there's a guy you would look at. Yep. Uh, guard, 30 years old from the Jets, James Carpenter. He's a big, strong guard, but you know what? Uh, he does a pass for check tech well. Uh, we have one of those big strong guards in Jabron Browns. I need somebody that's gonna be like blow Brown out of the water. Uh guard, thirty three years old from Pittsburgh, Ramon Foster. He's up there in age though. He's thirty three. He had a pretty solid career for the Steelers, but it, I, the age bothers me, Jerry. Mm, Andrew Whitworth was old too. We went with Flowers. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh, here's a guy we know. Center. 28 years old, Minnesota, unrestricted, Brett Jones. No interest, right? Nope. All right. Uh, center, 27 years old from the Vikings. I'll bet you this will be a guy they'll look at. Nick Easton. Yeah. Um, well, he's actually more of a guard now, too. He, well, I know, can see Shermer going. Um, yeah. Uh, he, he's all right. Uh, but I could, I could see that, Jerry. I could see a guy coming in like that. I could see Gettleman bringing in a guy like that. Uh. 31-year-old, Atlanta, guard, Ben Garland. He's just mediocre. Wow. Nope. Well, Chris, this is an un- it's not many names, unimpressive bud. list here, pal. We are yeah. we are getting these guys in the draft, huh? Uh, center, 29 years old, Denver, Matt Paradis. I like Mike Paradis, Matt Paradis, but I, I, I don't – I tell you, Jerry, I don't think they're going to go center. I think they're pretty happy with Jalapeno, man. And, um, I agree. And – and yeah. uh, what's his name? Um, man, I'm already Pulley. I'm sorry, yeah, Spencer Pulley behind him. Yeah. Uh, 28 years old, Buffalo guard Ryan Groy. No. Well, this is not a this is not a fun list to go through. About it, right? Uh, there's a couple more. Um, here's one. I'm gonna Zach, skip, I'm gonna skip down. Zach Martin's not on it. Cowboys is he? No, no, unfortunately. <laughs> I'm going to skip down to somebody who was mentioned last year. He's an unrestricted free agent, right tackle, 27 years old for Miami, Jawan James. And he's a guy that played pretty well last year for the Dolphins. Right. Now that'd I, be would a guy take, like I would take him, bud. Yeah, me too. That's the guy I want to target. I'm saying it now. That's the guy. Uh, I know Darrell Williams is out there, too, from Carolina. That's a Gettleman guy. Um, but he's coming off a knee surgery, I believe. So I tell you what, one of those two guys, the guy from the kid from Carolina or Jawan uh, Williams, I would take over Chad Real, obviously. <laughs> I'm trying to find Darrell Williams' name. Man, he must make nothing. He must make no money. Holy crap! Wow. Oh, here's a name. Darrell Williams. 
make seven hundred and nine thousand. He's still on his rookie contract. Yeah. Oh my! No, I would have. We would have taken. Uh, he's. You know who he's just above? Oh, Eric Flowers. Ah. Well, I was, there you go. And, and he's five below Patrick Omame. So I would have just got scared when I saw Omame's li- name and ran off this list. You want Omame back? I think he's available. Uh, him. Uh, Flowers. Oh God! Uh, there's, oh, uh, there's another guy, uh, Marshall Newhouse. He's available. You, you want him back? Remember him? Wow. No, nah, I think we'll pass on those guys. And Marshall Newhouse is on Carolina. Boy, that's ironic, huh? Yeah. Is there any other names that you would want as a an offensive lineman? Anybody else that jumps out at you? So you said Daryl Williams probably your number one target. I would look at Jawan James, you know, uh, for the right tackle spot. Uh, Daryl Williams, you know, I don't know how. If he's fully healthy now, I don't know if he's going to be fully healthy for you because he came off that surgery and and um and I like uh, the kid the guy from uh, I like Roger Saffold for a guard you know yeah uh, Spencer Pulley's a restricted free agent too but yeah he's restricted he's not unrestricted right all right He'll so you know what let's do uh, we'll do tight end real quick before we get to our buffoons of the week because um, I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know if they're going to keep Red Elliston or not. I, I would imagine they are, but who the hell knows? Yeah, I think they will. So is it worth even going through tight end then? No, nah, because we don't really need one, you know? Let's go to wide well, receiver. They're bringing a bunch of kids for the third tight end Let's do wide receiver because that, that's, you know, third third and fourth wide receiver are definitely uh, tenuous at best on this team. So um, real quick, number one, 29 years old, Randall Cobb. Nah. No. Nah. Uh, no. 26, Jacksonville. <coughs> Excuse me. Dante Moncrief. No, he's... Nah. Don't forget, this is got to be a number three, right? Yeah. So these guys are going to go... These guys, like, Moncrief's going to want to get paid like a number two. All right, so I'm going to read these names and see if any jump out at you. Tavon Austin, right. no. No. Golden Tate, no. Ryan Grant, John Brown, Jermaine Curse. This is interesting, Jermaine Curse. Cornell mm. Patterson, Kevin White from Chicago. Man, he did nothing, huh, so far? He injured his whole career, yeah. Mike, Mike Wallace. Chris Hogan, come home, Chris. Come back to Jersey. Chris Hogan, huh? Oh, would love a Chris Hogan from Monmouth College. Jeez. Uh, Cole Beasley, God, I hate you. I would hate you more. There you go. Right. Cole uh, Beasley, oh slot God. guy. Yeah, you, there you go. He should be in no. Philly with that mullet. <laughs> I mean, he has eagle face. He has eagle written all over him, Cole Beasley. How about Golden Tate? If Cole Beasley was in the crowd, you'd be like, oh, that's an Eagle fan. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. Uh, there's Adam Humphreys, Terrell Williams. Cole Beasley looks like Joe, the Elisa play guy. <laughs> yeah, a little. That, with that blonde hair, right? With, with the, the, blonde, the hair. blonde hair. Now you're, now yeah. I'm, I'm, but he doesn't have a mullet license plate guy. It's more like a Fabio look. No. It's, it's yeah, long yeah, hair it's on top. And, you know, Cole Beasley just has like a mullet. Right. Uh Josh Bellamy, Mark. Yeah, there's nobody on there. You know what? The one guy I think they'll, they might go take a shot at, uh, Devin Funches. You think so? Well, like Carolina. Big, kid. B- big guy. Right? Yeah, it'd be interesting. Yeah. Hey, listen, Gettleman, it's a Gettleman's guy, right? 25 years old, hasn't done much. You know, yeah. Maybe we swap Russell Shepard for Devin Funches this year. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But we need like a big over the middle guy. But uh, We have him. Everyone. Come on, Sharma, we have him. Oh, Did we you get Evan Ingram involved? Yeah, oh, I know. Oh, God. I, I, I'm not even going to say it, Jerry, but do you think Evan Ingram? I, I think Evan Ingram's going to have a nice year next year, but I hate to say it because every time I say it, I jinx the guy. If he's healthy, he's going to have a great year. Yeah. I think you saw what he could do, man. I think Sharma's you – know, we'll talk obviously down the road. But I mean, he's the kind of guy you just throw like a two-yard screen to and he can turn it into 18. 
Yeah, he could turn it to 70. That's how fast he is, right? Oh. <coughs> he's so good. He's so fast. You just got to stay healthy, man. Okay, what game was that when Engelman was was open and I had a screen pass set up for him and, and Eli couldn't get the ball to him? Oh, I think it was the uh, – wasn't it the, oh. was that the Dallas was it, game or the Tennessee the game? Dallas game. He probably would have went Tennessee. down the sideline for 40 yards. Yeah. I, I thought it, may, it was one of the – it was either Dallas or Tennessee. Yeah, oh, my God. Oh, yeah, I couldn't even get him the ball. My God. All right, buddy. 35 minutes in, our favorite time of the week. We will name our buffoons of the week. I will go first again. I know my place. Everyone looks forward to your buffoon of the week. So, mine is simple. It is every media member uh, this year who threw dirt on the grave of the New England Patriots. All year long, <laughs> I kept hearing how they're done. It's not the same. Francesca yeah. was tweeting in December that, and I can't believe I'm saying Francesca was tweeting because that's a guy who also said he was never going to be on Twitter. Well, that's okay because get ready for my buffoon. Go ahead. I mean, you know, that the, these guys are dead. It's going to be a bad yeah. January, bad February. Um, and you know what, man? They won the Super Bowl again. They, they shoved it up everybody's butts. They are yeah. a ridiculous franchise. They do things the right way. They don't make mistakes in critical times. They are the Michael Myers slash Jason slash Freddy Krueger. You think they're dead, and they come back for another movie. So, you know what, guys? They are not dead until they are mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. <laughs> so, until then, stop saying they're dead. They're not dead. So... The United States media, you are my buffoons of the week. <laughs> man, so many people had them done too, man. Wow. Jerry, you mentioned his name just now. Um, Sorry, I didn't know that. Mike Francesa, okay? You have to love how he predicts football games and acts like he is a football guy. Yeah. He sells his app and actually tells people to tune in on a Sunday morning or something um, because here comes his predictions, like they are worth anything. Okay. Last week he's talking about the Super Bowl and he's talking about how it's going to be a shootout. <laughs> okay. No matter what comes out of Francesca's mouth, he's wrong all the time. It's, it's ridiculous how much he's wrong. And then he's always acts like he's not wrong. Yep. Okay. And I love what he's talking about the game and the schemes. Like he has. Any clue of what he's talking about? Did you it's, see? Did, are you referring to when he was drawing on paper? Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. that was so embarrassing. I mean, he has no. He couldn't name five guys on the Patriots defense, but there he is, talking like he actually does. It's comical. Uh, his made-up stories about people inviting him to dinner. Um, his belief that he could actually manage the Yankees one day. Um, but the Super Bowl going on about how. Goff and Brady were going to be in a shootout for two weeks, actually, <clears throat> was classic. Final score, 13-3. One of, I think, the lowest scoring game in the history of Super Bowl. Um, great job, Mike, again. <laughs> you are the buffoon of the week. He also, earlier in the year, and, and, and he says a lot of wrong things, like you said, Chris, but he was talking about how um, – Michigan will just shut down Ohio State's offense. Yeah, yeah. And that, and someone brought up the quarterback of Ohio State. Like, is he, he's like, no, he's not even good. <laughs> Dwayne Haskins, like, he's yeah. probably going to be a top five, top six pick, maybe top, you yeah. know, top ten. You know, he's one of the yeah. top quarterbacks taken. But he, like you said, man, he's wrong a lot. And now, years ago, it was just you said this last week. No, I didn't. It was never recorded. Well, now there's a Twitter account dedicated yeah. to it all, and it's called yeah. at Back After This. Back After This. Yeah. Funhouse at back after this. And he posts everything all day about what Francesa does. If you're not following yep. it, guys, you really should. Yeah, I mean, definitely. sometimes it's nitpicky, I think. 
but but most ninety nine percent of the time it's it's dead on. And well, yeah, you're right, Jerry. That that is a classic Twitter handle, and it's not so much that that they're being uh, yeah, t- if, Jerry. If it was a normal humble guy, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you would say, oh come on, guys, he's just being nitpicky. He's a little, yeah. bit. but because he's so arrogant, yeah, and the, because the way he treats people on the air, and because he thinks he knows what he's talking about. Is that's why his Twitter handles out. That's why guys like, you know, the post writer Phil Mushnick destroy him every week, and Andrew Marshan go after him because he thinks he's above everybody else, you know, and he talks down to people. Yeah. Even though they expose him for being wrong, he'll. Ha- when, I, I should say when they expose him for being wrong, he hangs up on him. On he the phone. hangs up, and right. then he talks to them as if they're still on the line, as if he rendered them silent. Right. So you know. Um, but his he he thinks he's a big baseball and football guy. That's his act. And you listen to him talk about football yesterday. He's talking about some schemes that Belichick was doing. He was totally wrong in every scheme he was doing. Every every scheme he was talking about. Trying to talk about oh, he had the corner do this leverage. He had no idea what the hell he was even talking. He couldn't even name the guy he was talking about. So I'm like, buffoon of the week, dude. Your act is so old and you're really being exposed the last few years for what you are. A fraud. Good stuff, buddy. As always, I can't possibly top that. Um, all right, everybody, be sure to uh, order a copy of The Giant Insider, or subscription, rather. Go to www.thegiantinsider.com or go to magster.com for a digital subscription. That's M-A-G-Z-T-E-R.com. We'll drop the next podcast uh, Thursday or Friday. We'll go to the rest of the free agents, and then we'll talk about some uh, things going on with the Giants, and then we'll take a stroll down memory lane as well, and we will take your Twitter questions. So, as always, Chris, thanks, buddy. You're the man. And remember, everybody, Sundays are Giant Days. Take care of everybody. Take care, everybody.